0: With me here at the VR Days, Amy Hederick, co-founder and CEO of Cleanbox Technology. And again, another nomad in VR. Welcome, Amy.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Peter. (laughs) So we
0: met at the XR Summit in Amsterdam earlier this year. Uh, That year went by very fast. Uh, So it was in February, I guess. Uh, So I'm following you. I'm following you since then. It seems like you're traveling all the time. How do you keep up with that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a big challenge right now. I feel like I live on a plane. Actually, that's my third home. (laughs) (laughs) Living on a plane. Do
0: you actually have a home, or (laughs) you're living out of your suitcase?
1: (laughs) I'm living. Well, I'm living out of my suitcase, and I've learned how to pack very light because I have to carry it in my carry-on. So, um, you know, I travel with our product. So every place I go, I bring our product. I showcase it, demo it, have meetings, and uh, and then I have uh, you know about one carry-on for clothes.
0: so so about the product tell us a little bit more about clean box technology what are what is the value proposition do like an elevator pitch
1: sure well Cleanbox technology addresses hygiene uh in the xr space uh so what we do is we provide medical grade decontamination of the headsets between users we use uh uvc uh light leds um and we have air that dries the headsets. so what we're giving um customers and businesses we're primarily a b2b market a b2b product line uh we give them um completely decontaminated headsets dry headsets between users so you're not uh, transferring contagion from one person to another and you're also increasing the experience uh, for the end consumer so it's a premium experience uh, has added side effects of of helping to prevent smells because that's of course a result of buildup of bacteria and sweat uh, and also making it a more comfortable experience when you're not you know sharing a wet headset from one person to the next.
0: And how did you end up in this business, or how did you come up with this idea?
1: Uh, well, uh, about six years ago, I was uh, working for uh, writing for a think tank, and I also have a, I, I, at the same time have a very uh, long relationship with the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. So I was really uh, looking at XR as a fantastic way to showcase stories. I have a background in storytelling uh, on the production side of things uh, from Los Angeles. Um, and I said, well, here's a, here's a an amazing opportunity, uh, endless amount of content. Uh, they could showcase it in immersive tech, touchscreen, you know, AR, VR. And so part of that pitch, uh, I spent a couple years working with them because it's government, they're very slow. Um, and one of the uh, uh, barriers of entry for them was the idea of, uh, of just this, risk uh, a transfer of contagions, or, uh, you know, when you have 30 million people coming through a certain amount of facilities in a one-year period, no matter what percentage you capture of that, You are still um, people to person to person Uh, HMDs are, you know, very much um, personal because they're all over your face and head and and their proximity to your nose and your mouth means that you can actually transfer contagions from one person to the next quite easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we came at it from a risk uh, mitigation point of view, providing um, a solution. There wasn't one that existed yet. So we created one. Okay. Solved okay. a problem before it was a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thinking definitely. ahead,
1: what problem can we solve?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in, in which markets you see your biggest growth at the moment?
1: Well, right now we're primarily focused on enterprise and healthcare uh, because I, I do see both. Uh, I see the, the um, use cases that support an ROI uh, in that case. So uh, businesses that are using it either on the R and D side, where they're shortening their R and D time, uh, or their assembly line process. Uh, sometimes with augmented reality, you have expertise instant expertise transfer. Uh, a lot in healthcare right now. Um, healthcare is a, a is sort of its own animal, if you will. But um, I see a huge growth opportunity there, both on the patient side of things as well as on the physician and the training side um so yeah so yeah so there's there's a huge uh huge opportunity with XR just simply because of the way that you can transfer information
0: okay and if you talk about mass market then I would immediately think about LBEs yes how about that
1: well, LBEs, of course, that's uh, if uh, the low-hanging fruit, if you will, um, because entertainment, I think, is is the gateway to to enterprise, uh, and it's the first thing that people think about when they hear the word VRAR, or the sorry, the acronyms VRAR. Uh, they think entertainment because that's how they've been introduced. Most people in in the general population have. Um, so yes, we are uh, of course working uh, with LBEs in different places. Um, I, I find that a lot of them, some of them are smaller, um, some of them are still, you know, kind of getting their bearings and figuring out their business strategy. Um, so, you know, they are a growth market for us as well.
0: And actually your product is a must-have for LBEs.
1: Yes, I would think so. <laughs> yes, yeah. because right now, um, I mean, what we've, what's we what been available is alcohol wipes and other kind of barriers, cloth barriers or paper barriers. And uh, alcohol uh, can be, you know, is effective on hard surfaces, but there's a, a minimum amount of time you have to leave it wet. And that's at least two minutes, which of course people don't have that time. And then, and then of course it's not effective on soft surfaces. So and, and nobody wants a headset that smells like you know bleach or Clorox or, or alcohol and there are a number of other things. So in terms of value added, back to your original question, I mean we all we help um, really. What I'd like to say is that we offer a premium experience and an operational um, uh, opportunity for businesses. We have multifunctionality where our product not only decontaminates and dries the headsets, but obviously that preserves the life of the electronics as well because you're not getting all of that stuff that's built up in the electronics. So it's it's safe for it. We don't use heat. We don't use Liquid, uh, and we don't actually emit any kind of toxins, so there's no ozone component or anything like that. So it's completely safe, user friendly, dummy proof. If <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's very very simple uh, and straightforward, and you all of it can can also double as locking, storage, charging, etc. So we've tried to solve. Um, you know, think ahead of solving a problem before it becomes a problem, but also thinking about the operator's experience and and their need for, you know, uh, not, um, they don't want, no no operator wants a million products that they have to use to make their business work. So we're trying to solve as many in one turnkey solution as possible.
0: And And the cleaning process itself, how long does it take to clean, like, for example, one headset? Because in LBs, it's like, it's like, a factory that's just... Keeps, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, in best case scenario, it is, right? Uh, so it's a one-minute process. Oh. Uh, we have product that cleans one headset at a time, uh, four headsets at a time, two, six. So we can clean multiple multiple HMDs in the same one minute cycle. One minute. Yeah, one oh. minute. One minute we provide uh, 99% decontamination of bacteria, virus, and fungi. Uh, and the reason for that is because we use super-powered um, uh, LEDs, UVC LEDs. They're all medically medical grade. They're all certified to, to fall into the, the sweet spot of the nanometer range of UVC light. Um, and one question that, not that you asked this question, but I'll, I'll throw it out there because um, a, lot of, a lot of people are concerned naturally so about you know the Electronics and the headsets and the plastics and the lenses, um, you, because because of, of course if you expose them to natural light, which is UV light, UVA, uh, there can be damage there. But UVC is very different, uh, so it does not damage the you know doesn't doesn't damage the plastics, it doesn't damage the lenses. So our product is is really safe for people and electronics.
0: And in terms of the evolution of the headsets, would could that be like uh, could that have like. M- implications on your product
1: well like I guess' like...
0: becoming smaller or I don't know
1: yeah well or sometimes they're coming becoming bigger actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so our core our core product is built and it fits really uh, every headset on the market right now um, from you know from a from a Hololens or a magic leap all the way up to a Pimax, which is I think currently the widest one I, I, there might be something else in the works um, but and 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 so all of our all of our product works for every HMD uh, every major HMD on the market right now but but thinking ahead and staying really Really in in line with the pulse of the industry. I mean, we do see uh, augmented reality and other kinds of glasses form factors that there may be more like a, a Google Glass or a Bose AR or something along those lines. Uh, so we do have product um, in the pipeline that is uh, specifically for a, a smaller non 360 HMD. Mm-hmm. And and thinking ahead too about other types of haptics and and product that um, addresses all of the other haptics maybe in one you know one solution. Uh, that product is also in the pipeline.
0: Okay, and um, in terms of ge- uh, geographical reach? In which markets do you see your biggest growth at this point?
1: Well, we're, we're based in the U.S., of course, um, uh, but we've seen a huge growth in Europe, so we're in over 10 countries right now um, just from shipping in the last uh, 10 months, uh, 9 months, 10 months, um, and so we see a ton of growth in Europe. Um, North America, yes, a little bit uh, slower in some cases because by, for various reasons. Isn't there a lot
0: of healthcare in North America, there, like, like Boston or Houston?
1: Oh, sure, certainly. Yes. And we are working with healthcare, a lot of healthcare organizations in the U.S. Uh, and North America, um, and also in Europe as well. We're, we're, we're working across across the pond quite a bit in healthcare as well as enterprise, as well as LBEs. Um, there's, of course, APAC market, um, which, is, which is a huge opportunity for us, and we're beginning to grow that way as well. Australia is a, a big uh, territory for us. Um, really? It, it's huge, <laughs> actually. And we're working quite a bit in education, um, which is really exciting. Um, for me, because it comes kind of circles back to Smithsonian Institution and how you know sort of the, the original vision of, of edutainment, if you will, and, and using uh, more Hollywood or content creation techniques to share uh, you know historical information and, and content. So that's that's exciting. Um, so there's definitely growth there. There's we're, we're expanding into the Middle East, uh, and then we'll then we'll see um, because I, I I I truly believe in the industry um, in its opportunities that it brings. You know, the content itself can can range in in quality and purpose and in, in, in lifespan but I think the immersive technology component of it is very very attractive especially when it comes to again education and how you at, assimilate information and what you retain and how you then you you share it back again so I fi- I feel like um, you know we you know there's there can be hype one way or the other but we're really I feel feel at the beginning of a, a very uh, a good a push in the industry. And I hope that, um, you know, some of these these very positive use cases in enterprise will um, translate over into other industries, other
0: areas. All right. So um, just to wrap it all up, what's next for you and for Cleanbox? Are you buying like a bigger suitcase and keep on <laughs> and keep on traveling or uh, smaller suitcase.
1: Well we're expanding uh, quite a bit. Um, we are, are are ramping up our manufacturing significantly and we've been working on that for a while because of course it's a process uh, and you work up toward that. But uh, we're also planning to open a second um, Assembly and fulfillment location in Europe to uh, you know because we are, we we have so many clients in Europe and also of course it's it's a bit uh, less expensive to ship from Europe than it might be from California <laughs> uh, so I don't unfortunately see myself sleeping a whole lot more in the next year <laughs> but I am learning to sleep a little better and look forward to my twelve hour flights so that uh, nobody can contact me and my phone doesn't ring and uh, you know I can catch up on my movies <laughs>
0: okay perfect hope to see you again really soon likewise thank you thank for your time. You. Bye. Bye.